Hello and welcome to the BL Portfolio podcast coming from Business Lines in-house research team. At BL Portfolio, we slice and dice stocks, mutual funds, insurance and other financial products as well as give you sound ideas to manage your money. I am Vishal Balabhadrani, research analyst. After making the decision to invest in mutual funds, investors typically stress mostly on which mutual fund to select, focusing on returns and risks associated. However, what people generally ignore is the operational aspect of investing in mutual funds, like which mode of holding to choose, what type of plan one should invest in, which route one should choose, etc. It's very important for investors to look into these areas and make such decisions only after gaining an understanding. Otherwise, one can face dire consequences in the future. Today we have with us Parusha, research analyst, who will explain us about the operational aspects of mutual fund investing. Hi, Par. Hi, Vishal. So, Par, firstly, can you please let us know uh, what things investors should focus on or rather should have knowledge about while investing in mutual funds? Sure, Vishal. So, see, at the very initial stage, investors should focus on choosing the route of investing. Like whether he should invest through a mutual fund distributor by paying extra commission or would be comfortable doing the DIY kind of investing wherein uh, he could save some money. Then he needs to select the mode of holding where typically joint holding or anyone or survivor should be preferred. Also, regardless of the mode of holding, it is always advised for investors to make a nomination. While other aspects to focus on may include choosing particular plans like lump sum or SIP, growth or IDCW, etc. Oh, so it's quite a task. I mean, apart from fund selection, investors also need to focus on other multiple aspects. So you mean after this, once the investor gets started with this, there would be a smooth journey for him, right? No other things to focus on? (laughs) No, my friend. See, even after making investments, it may happen that a mutual fund where he has invested goes through a series of changes be it a change in investment objective, change in fund manager, or whether the category where the subject fund falls in itself gets changed. Also, during the investing journey, changes might also happen at the investor's level. Say, his bank account details might need to be changed, address or marital status might change, or other details like email ID, phone number, etc. may also be required to be changed. All of this needs to be updated with the fund house. Oh, so things don't simply end after investing. Understood. So we discussed investing in mutual funds. What about the selling aspect? How does a redemption happen? See, if you have invested online through an EMC or a DMAT account or other platforms, you can simply go to the respective portal and choose to sell some or all units. Okay. However, if you want to go through the offline route, one can download a redemption form from the CAMS website and submit the duly filed and signed form at the nearest CAMS office. See, in case of redemption, one also needs to consider the taxation aspect. Like, So the taxation aspect will depend on the holding period. Generally, it is recommended that investors should sell the equity funds where long-term capital gain is say less than 1 lakh rupees so that they can save on the taxes. Got it. Now let's say there is an unfortunate death of a unit holder. So how will the units held by him get transmitted to the beneficiaries? 
See, you have pointed out a very important and interesting aspect here. So see, the process typically varies depending on what sort of claimant is there. See, if the claimant is, say, second holder in a joint or anyone or survivor mode, the process gets a bit smoother and the units gets transferred to him or her directly while furnishing a few documents which we have mentioned in the big story of our Sunday edition. The process gets a bit more complicated in case the claimant is a nominee as more documentation will be required and then the nominee needs to transfer the assets to the actual beneficiary. But it gets even more difficult when there is no nominee, where the transfer directly happens to the legal heir based on the will. See ultimately, for a smooth process of transmission, keeping joint or anyone or survivor modes is always recommended which I also pointed out initially. Understood. Thanks a lot Parv for these insights. I hope it helps our listeners. Also Parv has written a comprehensive piece on the above points in our Sunday edition where readers can get a better idea. That's it from us for this week. Stay tuned for further podcasts and actionable advice from us at BL Portfolio. Read us in print on Sundays and online at thehindubusinessline.com slash portfolio. Do share our podcasts in your circles if you find them useful. Thank you. Thank you.